0: What is CRISPR technology and is this a safer, more natural form of genetically modifying organisms? CRISPR is the poster child for the biotech industry for gene editing. A Nobel Prize was given to the two developers of it. Um, It has been touted as safe and predictable. It is not. Uh, On our website, you can read more than a dozen studies showing a variety of changes that occur as a result of the process that are unpredictable and potentially damaging. Changes that can be inherited, both genome changes as well as epigenetic changes up to at least 10 generations. They found that when they used So I can go through those problems, how they can add, let me do it this way. With gene editing, you have two major components. You have a scissors and you have a guide. The guide looks for a particular um, sequence in the DNA and then tells the scissor cut here. Now, if you're looking for a short sequence in the DNA, that sequence can repeat dozens of times, maybe hundreds of times. So it may cut in non-target locations. It also may cause, it may tell the scissors to cut if it's similar enough. So it doesn't have to be an exact match. So you can have cutting all over the place. The cutting may happen exactly where you want it in addition to other places, but then, you're relying on the self-repair mechanism of the gene of the, of the cell to attach it together. At that point, you don't have any control. At that point, there can be mutations. They can pick up DNA from the petri dish, which has happened, goat DNA, cow DNA put into mice, um, bacterial DNA put into cows, completely out of the control of the of the experimenter. It can cause duplication and chromosomal mayhem. They call it natural, they call it more precise, but actually, there are things, there are aspects to it that are more dangerous. Where once it's in there, you may put it in a system, it does the cutting, you may do an assessment, and then put it on the shelf for a year before you decide which cell line to grow. That whole year, it's still cutting, it's still active. So by the time you use it, it may have done more damage, more change to the DNA than the changes that you had tested for. And usually they don't test, their testing is pretty superficial anyway. And there's a the typical way that you used to genetically engineer is to use bacterial infection or a gene gun, which will shoot genes into a plate of cells. You typically can use that to get the gene editing equipment into the cell. So that also causes additional damage. And then for plants, for example, once you've created the cell, you have to use tissue culture to create the plant, which is a form of cloning, and that introduces hundreds or thousands of additional mutations. So if you narrow your focus and say, if it approaches just the area that you're supposed to, and it does the cut, and it doesn't happen to have any side effects, oh, that's predictable. But everything in the context of actually how it's used makes it extremely unpredictable and and potentially dangerous. Are GMOs in all high fructose corn syrup? What other processed foods are they in? The, The high fructose corn syrup made in the United States, as far as we know, last time I checked, all of it was from genetically engineered corn. Um, They have these huge wet mills that take vast amounts of corn. They produce it into all sorts of fractionated products and high fructose corn syrup is one of them. And a lot of different corn derivatives are are there also. To get high fructose corn syrup that's non-GMO typically has to be imported, or at least it did a few years ago. You end up with corn derivatives in a lot of processed foods, soy derivatives in a lot of processed foods, um, cottonseed oil, canola oil, all of those plus alfalfa are used as animal feed. So you have animals that have been fed GMOs. So sugar beets create sugar. Most of the sugar in the United States, over 50%, comes from beets, not, not sugarcane. Not the same beets you buy to eat in the supermarket or the farmer's market. Those are not genetically engineered. they are specific white sugar beets. So it's, it's throughout our food supply, often in highly processed forms. Um, so that's why I say if something is in a box or a can, probably nine out of 10 times, there's a GMO in there. Are there any other products aside from Roundup that the biotech or chemical industry makes that concerns you? I'm concerned about the synthetic chemicals in general. Um, Because I came into this, this activism, and this advocacy and education effort focused on GMOs, I look at the associated chemicals to the GMOs. Roundup is the most common one sprayed on Roundup ready soy, corn, cotton, canola, sugar beets and alfalfa. There's also Liberty Link products that use Liberty, which is glufosinate similar to glyphosate the chief poison in roundup glufosinate is linked to birth defects brain damage in offspring and all sorts of other nasty things so i'm concerned about that too so i say rather than listing all of these atrazine and all these others when you go when you go organic within three days your level of glyphosate can drop by 70%. Within a couple of weeks, many of the chemicals that are in your body, in your bloodstream drop. So I would say eating organic is extremely important, especially for parents and including prior to conception. So be organic for at least two weeks before conceiving and ideally longer, and then throughout pregnancy and lactation, particularly important because of the birth defect and the formation and all the ways that chemical impacts can be amplified at that level at that time. Does Impossible Burger have GMO ingredients? Why did they choose to use this ingredient? Friends don't let friends eat the Impossible Burger. Please share that on your social media. Impossible Burger not only uses genetically engineered soy for its protein, probably genetically engineered derived vitamins to fortify it, but the blood red dye or look to make it look like meat, comes from genetically engineered yeast they took a gene from the roots of soybeans put it into the yeast to create a protein that was never part of the human food supply it may be an allergen or a toxin or an anti-nutrient could be devastating in the process of doing it they did not purify that protein they just scooped up what the yeast produced which had 46 other non-characterized proteins. So now you have all of these new proteins in this burger just to make it look red like blood. And we understand that many people get sick. I've heard that. I haven't verified it myself. I haven't tasted one, but there is a group gathering information from people who had adverse reactions. I say, don't bother testing your body, just avoid it. When you use yeast as a genetically engineered base, it can create things that you didn't plan for. Back in the 90s, they genetically engineered yeast and it increased a carcinogen by up to 200 times. <clears throat> and the author said, if you genetically engineer yeast, you have to be particularly careful When L-tryptophan was produced from genetically engineered bacteria, the process created, we believe, the contaminants that caused about 100 people to die and about five to 10,000 to fall sick and be permanently disabled. So the technology is prone to side effects. Friends don't let friends eat the impossible burger. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with, or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.